up, everybody? This is Quincy Benjamin. This is from Setbacks to Success Podcast. And guess what? I'm a felon. You know that. That's my thing. I got to embrace it. Got to hold it. You know, doesn't describe, definitely is not a description of everything that I'm about, who my character is, uh, where I, what my uh, passions are, what my beliefs are. Um, but it is a reality, fact of reality. I got to deal with it every day and deal with it in a very strategic and planful way. And that's what this podcast is set up for, is to start having these discussions with people in situations like this who's ha- who've had major setbacks in their life and how do they come out of those setbacks and intentionally recreate the success that they want to achieve in their lives. So today, in today's episode, which is titled Re-Educate, Re-Acclimate, Resume, and uh, more importantly, these are Strategies Building Sessions for Felons, Part 2. I have motivational speaker and author Trish Batson in the house today. What's up, Trish? What's up, people? I'm so happy to be here, Quincy. Thank you so much for having me here today. No doubt, no doubt. And I know that everybody today who was tuned in and locked in on today's podcast is going to be absolutely blown away by everything Trish has to say today and what she's going to bring. And really just kind of, you know, she's just going to dive deep into what uh, it means or the things that, you know, need to be focused on for people who are getting back. Um, Trish and I talked about this a little bit before the podcast episode that you know, the things that I'm kind of focused on are people who are being released from prison. But she said, you know, that's not just about that. It's, you know, people, you know, who have faced major setbacks like losing a job, you know, and losing a job that they really, you know, had a lot in, uh, invested in. Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the things that she's going to talk about. If this has been part of your reality, um, you know, coming out of prison, losing an important job, she's going to give you some some real gems here today, people, about what it takes to get and 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 and, and come back from that type of uh, setbacks in your life. So, Trish, um, first of all, thank you for coming. Thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, just give me just a little taste. Uh, I'll, I'll say this for full transparency: um, Trish and I have a special connection. I'll share that later. But Trish, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where you're from? Well, uh, Quincy, uh, first, I want to say thank you again for having me here and giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience. I am so very, very touched by your audience from setbacks uh, to success. It's because I can relate to that in a very personal way. So uh, I'm going to share a little bit about why. My brother... My brother, who I love dearly, I have four brothers, so this is one of the four that I'm speaking of. Um, He's also gone to prison. He spent almost 10 years in prison, and uh, he didn't have anyone to support him. His father, our father that we shared together, has passed on. His mother passed on, so it was just him, and I had to step in and help him out. So I understand what it's like from the outside as a supportive family member to care for someone that's on the inside. And there's a lot of emotional trauma that happens when you're behind bars. And uh, 
Although there's a lot of good things. My brother earned his, uh, he earned his high school diploma behind bars and um, he's learned some really awesome trades. He learned how to make uh, exceptional leather goods, really good leather goods. So he can make backpacks, leather, you know, all kind of uh, wallets and things like that. So I would love to just share some things, some tips that I give him and a lot of people that have been through some very, very hard challenges. And many of those people, they just really, um, they don't know how to get started. Gotcha. Uh, thank you for that. And that's, that's, that's real. And that, and that's kind of really, you know, uh, what I was kind of alluding to a little earlier just now that, um, you know, part of for full transparency, as they like to say here in this YouTube, you know, universe uh, that uh, actually Trish and our uh, and her brother that she just spoke about, we served time together. And so, um, you know, it was great to, you know, one, um, be on the other side of this because we shared mutual people that we knew. We kind of somewhat formed a semi-relationship uh, I did with Trish through the her brother and the people that, you know, person that I knew who knows her. Um, big shout out to my cousin, Kevin Frazier. So, you know, big shout out to Kev, CMO, as, a, as most people know him. But um, uh, from that, um, tri uh, that relationship uh, has developed this outside relationship. And part of this journey from being inside now, being out, you know, taking the steps needed to make sure that not only that we got, got out, that we stayed out. So um, we're gonna go and get into this, you know, in, in a lot of fast, uh, in a lot of uh, uh, ways in these podcasts that we have, because I think it's so important, so very important that uh, men focus on what, it ne what needs to be done to make sure that you stay out of prison. One of the facts, you know, stats that I like to share and I always like sharing those with people is that, uh, and this is from the uh, Department of Justice, but they said that more than 600,000 prisoners are released every year, and two out of three of those prisoners will be rearrested in the first three years. So, you know, two out of three, 400,000 of those 600,000 men and women, in this case, it wasn't just based on uh, men alone, that they will be uh, rearrested within those first three years. So those first three years are very critical um, you know, you, you, you got to be on your A game. We're going to talk about some of those, some of those things in later episodes. But today, we're going to focus about uh, some of the things that it takes in terms of specifically in terms of getting back into the job market. So, uh, one of the things that I want to ask you, Trish, is that um, first thing it says that you know there are a lot of setbacks. Um, that people have and they don't know where to begin. Right. And I, I consider you an expert in, in this area. Do you want to give me a little background or, you know, kind of uh, share with the audience a little background of what your experience has been and, you know, just kind of give us, give us some, some, some details about you and your, your experience and background and how this relates to the subject. Okay, well, let me tell you how I got started because I'm so super passionate about helping people. I always have been, and I was working on a job, me and one of my homegirls, and uh, her friends and her cousins would always send her their resumes so that she could revamp them. And she hated doing resumes. She was good at it, but she hated it. Well, I'm kind of weird. I'm one of the weird people. I like revamping resumes. So mm -hmm. I would say, hey girl, just give me 
do them. So I would take these real poorly written resumes. And these are for basic jobs, um, not any you know high level career. I'm not talking about corporate jobs, but just the average jobs and, and people that are ha- have really good skills, but they don't know how to put it down on paper. So right. I would resumes and I would transform them and I would make them sound amazing. I mean, I'd have somebody go from I'm filing papers to I'm a strategic organizer with a complete filing system process. You know, I'm just making it look good. But once I finished those resumes, I'd finished making that resume look amazing. I felt like I was doing a disservice to the person that wrote it. Mm -hmm. Now they got to interview and speak to it. Gotcha. I can just hand it back to him like that. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, let me have a conversation with them. And so that's how kind of my career coaching organically evolved. I just wanted to help people. I didn't want to have them go in these interviews and not feel confident and not deliver their best self that they could. So when I'd have these uh, little coaching conference calls, Mm -hmm. I would them how to sell the dream candidate. And what that means is you want to sell these hiring managers exactly what they're looking for. And I call it selling the dream. So that's kind of how it all started. So I started these consults and the um, all of the requests just got so overwhelming because this is a huge area of need, right? A huge right. Of need. A lot of people, such as yourself and such as many of your listeners, have great skill sets, whether it's customer service, you know how to handle customers, whether you know how to um, collect inventory and track it and make sure no inventory is lost. Any kind of skill that you have, you just need to learn how to convey it. And that's what I was here to do. So once I got all of those requests, I couldn't keep up with the volume. So I wrote a book. Excellent. 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 That's uh, that's awesome, Trish. Uh, so that starts to, to dive into, you know, how you got into writing. Um, not only have you written that book, uh, it was recently completed, right? Yes. Yes. I want to share that with you a little bit later in the story. But yes, I, I'd be happy okay. to listen to those details. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. So it sounds like what you're saying, first of all, and again, again, we love to give, you know, our, our, our listeners, you know, real gems, real nuggets, real things that they can use and take out and today start applying into their lives and seeing those results. And so it sounds like what you're starting with the, for people in the job market get, or wanting to get back into the job market is sell the dream. Yes. Understand what it is that that particular company, that individual who's responsible for filling those filling positions, HR manager, HR director, whatever it is, sell them a dream, sell them exactly what they're wanting, find out first what they're wanting, and then give that to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that makes a lot of sense, not just going in kind of freestyle and and, and thinking about what you think they might want you to hear. Uh, They may want to hear from Yeah. (laughs) Never do that. Never freestyle. Never, ever, ever freestyle. Always prepare. So let me give a real simple principle. But I like to explain this principle better with a story. Because sometimes, oftentimes on resumes that I receive, they have they list a lot of duties. And the duties, what that means, that's focused on what you did. You filed papers. You 
enter data entry. You answer the phones. That's the what you did. But hiring managers care about how you did it, not mm. necessarily what you did, because everybody that's interviewing for this job has done those same things. If you are interviewing for a customer service rep, more than likely everybody that's interviewing for that job has been on the phone at some point. So okay. no one cares about what you did. They care about how you did it. So let me tell you a little story. Mm -hmm. So right now, let's pretend that I am a world-renowned baker and I'm opening up this grand bakery where I sell the most amazing cakes on the planet. And I need the best baker of cakes that you can find. So hmm. I have 10 people that come in. They all claim to be expert bakers. I give every single baker the same ingredients, the same recipe, the same supplies. They all got the same stove in the same amount of time. And everything is the same. And I say, bake me a cake. All 10 of those people bake me a cake. So I go around, I start tasting these cakes. Some of them are right. Mm -hmm. Some of them okay, some of them good. But when I taste this one cake, I say, this cake remind me of my grandmama cake. I mean, this cake was amazing. It was so moist and just the kind of cake that just stick to the fork. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I said, why does your cake stand out from everybody else's cake? I gave y'all all the same thing. Well, you know what this baker, baker said? She said, well, because you know it's a woman. She said, well, I always separate the wet ingredients from the dry. I always use room temperature eggs and I separate the yolks from the white and I beat the whites until they're whipped and then I fold it in gently. I said, mm -hmm. hmm. and she said, but when I get done, I, when the cake is done, I pull it out and I wrap it up while it's warm. That's what locks in the moisture. I said, but what about this frosting? It's frosting. It's so fluffy. She said, my grandmother gave me a secret. She said, I always add a pinch of salt for flavor in your frosting. I said, hmm, you know what this baker was describing to me? Mm -hmm. Skills. 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 Because all 10 of them did the same thing. They all completed the same task. They all baked a cake. But one cake stood out and you want to sell those skills. That's what you want to sell to the hiring manager. Not what you did, but how you did it and why it was so amazing. I see what you're saying now. Absolutely. That's uh, and that is that's absolutely important. And that's the distinction between those who the good from the great, in a sense. <laughs> so I, I get where you're going with that. And that's that's awesome. Now you said that uh, with that, so you have to sell the dream, you you know, the what versus the how. You want to make sure that you, you not, it's not what you do, but how you do it. Tell, talk to me about some other things that uh, our listeners need to keep in mind who are in this, you know, job search, re-entry into society, employment, uh, uh, working society. Uh, uh, tips as well, please. Okay, so I want to talk to you about, I was talking to one of my sorority sisters, I won't name her name, but she's an extraordinary woman. And mm -hmm. she's been with the company about 20 years and she's been on the phones and she's in some sort of a customer service position. 
And they have um, bounced her around to a, from about five different departments. So they'll put her in a department that's failing. She'll whip it up. And they keep passing her around. And she just got real frustrated with her mm -hmm. job. And she said, you know what? I just feel like I'm failing. And I said, why? She said, because I'm just answering the phones. I said, oh, that's what you think you're doing? You think you just answering the phones? I said, let me ask you this. When you get on the phone and you get a real irate client, do you know how to calm them down? She said, yeah, girl, you know I got skills. I said, so why are they yelling at you? Are you solving their problem? Girl, I put it down every day. Of course I'm solving their problems. I always solve problems. Let me, let me ask you this. How does the customer feel when they get off the phone with you? Mm -hmm. Feel relieved. Do they stay with the company? Yes. Okay, so let me tell you basically what you're doing. You mm. are an expert at conflict resolution. You are not right. doing the phones. And by being an expert at conflict resolution, you are valuable to the company because now you affect the bottom line. The bottom line is always time and money, always. And the way mm. that you affect this company's revenue is by customer retention. So this irate client that called in that you so cleverly talked down and solved their problem, now they're not going to get rid of the company. Now they're not going to go somewhere else. They're going to mm. stay with this company. You've left them with warm fuzzies. You've made them feel like they're being taken care of. You are the face of that company's brand. You yes. matter to the bottom line. So that's what you want to convey in your resume. And it's not just that. That's what you want to think about yourself. It changes the way you feel inside. When you say, I just answered the phone versus I'm an expert at conflict resolution. How would it make you feel, Quincy? Wouldn't you feel a little bit different? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we kind of uh, had that discussion, if you recall, re related to customer service and, you know, some uh, some. It was, a, you know, kind of a tricky subject, you know, or touchy subject, you know, when it comes to customer service as it relates to, uh, you know, African and own, American owned businesses and, you know, some of our thoughts and beliefs about, you know, how we view or, you know, as business owners, how um, our uh, black owned businesses view our customers and treat our customers. And that speaks to that, starts to speak to that, you know, a, a lot, you know, um, do you want to touch on that just a tad or? touch on it. I can touch on it. I think um, one thing that I would leave those um, entrepreneurs or business owners that really need to strengthen their customer service. Actually, I can think of a few things. One, pay attention to your customer's reaction. So whatever service that you're giving, if your customer's reaction, if they're not walking away with warm fuzzies and a positive feeling, then you could do more. You can definitely do more. And at the end of the day, you want your customers to leave happy so that they return and participate in whatever business or service that you're offering. Uh, at the end of the day, you always want your customer to feel like it's worthy of them to spend their money and their time patronizing your business. Gotcha. Some examples. What? Let me give you one example. And I okay. want this company name, but this business, as you can see, I'm wearing a branded t-shirt. This is not the t-shirt from the company, but I like to have branded t-shirts. And so I, I started with a, a black owned business 
just so I can patronize our people. And uh, they started out good, but they messed up. They messed up a batch of T-shirts that I really needed on time. And I'm such a I'm such a flexible person. I said, you know what? I don't mind being a little bit late, but I just really need you to get them right. So mm-hmm. it, instead of just redoing the batch, they made me send back the bad T-shirts at my own expense. And then I had to wait even longer to get, I had to wait in line behind other customers before Mm. I got the new batch of T-shirts that were still bad. So when I asked them about that, I said, is there a specific reason why I need to send these T-shirts back? Well, yeah, we're just going to redo the ones that you have. And I just thought, if they were thinking about me as a customer and my experience working with Mm. them, I mm-hmm. think they handle that in a different way. Everybody wants to feel like they're taken care of. Sometimes as business owners, you just got to eat the problem in order to make your customers happy. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. They lost my account. So. And, you know, and I, and I thank you for just touching in on that. And I know that kind of is a little different than, you know, because I think, you know, when you're talking about, you know, reentry into the job world and the, the example that you gave in terms of being, you know, a conflict resolver within a, a, a company atmosphere, working for another company, how important and va- of, of value that is to the company itself and how that can be, you know, your kind of your entry, your, you know, that, that, that can that can be the difference between you and someone else. And that can be the difference between you and being there one month or several years you know, it, uh, how well you kind of embrace that and accept that and, and understand your place within the, that company's position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you were talking about, you know, people not having really kind of a sense, real solid sense of, you know, what their accomplishments are and kind of, you know, how to really, you know, package it and, and describe those uh, accomplishments to, you know, promote themselves essentially or sell themselves to others. Give me a little bit of a, 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 a little idea. You know, how would you recommend someone do that? I'm so glad you asked that, Quincy. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. But first, a story. Now, by now, you about you, you probably know I like to tell a little story. <laughs> right. <laughs> telling the story is how this, this idea even came to happen. So this young lady I was working with was ready to be promoted. She was already doing the work of team lead, but she did not have the title and she didn't have the pay. How many of y'all are out there are in the same boat? A lot of us have been there. You're doing right. the work have the title. So she was just frustrated. And I just happened to catch her one day at lunch. And she said, I'm just gonna, just gonna talk to the manager about it tomorrow. And I said, well, what's your plan? She didn't have a plan. I said, may I give you some advice? I said, here's what I would do. I would go in there with a list of facts, because you cannot argue with facts. You need Mm. to have a list of written facts of what you did, how you did it, and why it's valuable. And then you can have a healthier conversation with your manager. So what I call that list of facts is a playbook of wins. The playbook. And I've been recording my wins in this way for over 20 years. And I use this playbook of wins to help me ask for promotions, which I've done that. And I was able to receive a promotion from using this method that I'm about to tell you all. Y'all, this is going to be so good. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. I even use it for resumes. So I had to write a resume uh, recently 
And uh, I use that playbook of wins. I also use it for interviewing. It's good talking points. So here's what you do is what I do. You can use a journal or uh, you can use an Excel spreadsheet. You can use whatever makes you feel comfortable. But you want to have four different areas, four, four columns. In the first okay. column, you want to identify the problems that you're trying to solve, whatever challenges are in front of you, because all leaders solve problems. So if you want to be seen as a leader, you should be solving problems. I mean, think about it, Quincy. That's why we elect a president, right? We elect a president mm-hmm. to solve the people's problems. It's so absolutely we recognize as a leader, you need to be solving problems. So one, in that first column, put the problem in place. The second column is where you want to put your solution. This is how you have been solving problems. So even though sometimes on your job, it might be a group of y'all solving problems. Hey, on that resume, you're the one trying to get the interview. You're the one interviewing for the job. You talk about what you did in that solution. So that's important. That's column number two. Number three, you want to talk about the outcome. What happened? Once you put the solution in place, what happened? Did it work? Did it fail? If it did, it did it almost work, but it needs to be tweaked. You just really, really want to talk about the results. Yes. And this, the last column, y'all really listen up. I hope y'all writing this down. This is so important. The last column is the value. The value that you added to the bottom line. The bottom line is always time and money. You want to know how to get a company's attention? Tell them how you can save them some money. Tell them how you can save them some time. Tell them about how you've saved time in the past. So I feel like everybody needs an example because I like to teach by giving examples. Okay. So an example of what a line in this playbook of wins looks like if you are a customer service manager, okay? So maybe you working at Target or somewhere and you have a staff of people and your staff is real frustrated because they don't get enough time to run errands during their lunch hour. They barely even get enough time to eat. They only get 30 minutes and they frustrated about it. So you got a whole bunch of frustrated people on your team. One, that's the problem. The solution that you might put in place, hmm, maybe you'll let those that need a longer lunch hour come in a couple of a couple of days and work 30 minutes earlier, longer. Okay. So they've worked those extra 30 minutes on Tuesday to use on Friday so that they can take their son to school. Mm. Like that. So that's the solution that you put in place. The result is now you have happier employees. Your staff feels like you heard them. They feel heard. And how do you feel, Quincy, when when your manager or when your team leader, when just anybody, just your wife, when she listens to you, everybody Mm -hmm. wants to feel heard. Absolutely. So just by them feeling heard, now you're starting to restore trust. And they're starting to lean on you. They're like, whoa, if I tell Quincy about a problem, it looks like he's going to try real hard to solve it. And the value in that, how you affect the bottom line, say it with me, everybody, retention. Because let me tell you, frustrated staff people turn into people that quit. 
So by you solving these problems, you now affect this company's brand. You affect their bottom line by um, the, the retention of the staff because it's expensive to hire new people, to replace people and to start over again. So you can mm-hmm. sell the company. Hey, I save you a lot of time and money because my staff stays with me. So that's a huge win. And that would go on your playbook of wins. Make sense? Gotcha. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you bringing it today. I really want people to feel like they have a place to start. So when you're thinking about this playbook of wins, just grab a journal, just grab your little cheap journal from the Dollar Tree and start writing down in your past. It doesn't have to be anything you're doing today. It can be what you're doing today. It can be something you've done a long time ago. But think about problems that you've solved, because that's critical skill. Hiring managers don't want to just hire somebody that knows how to work a cash register. They want to hire somebody that's a problem solver. Gotcha, gotcha. That's That's what's up. Marketable. That's it, that's it. Now, you know, I I, want to dive into another area of you, uh, uh, with you, Trish, and thank you for sharing everything that you shared thus far. And, um, but it has to do with me knowing you personally, you know, and some of the things, conversations that we've had offline. And I just know you are probably, I'm so inspired by you. You know, I'm so inspired by, you know, all the things that you've done in terms of, you know, having a full-time job, you know, writing a book, you know, doing all the things, uh, you know, as a, as an author, you know, myself, a published, a self-published author, I understand the process of what it takes to sacrifice that you make in writing a book and having a job and having a life and trying to keep all that together. So, so I know, you know, there's just a certain level of determination, certain level of grit, certain level of perseverance, perseverance that a person has to have to make those things done when there's so many other things that you can do with your time, energy and resources. Mm -hmm. So dive into that a little bit for me, because, you get things done. I sure do. And, and thank you for all of those kind words. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been kind of a type A personality. So I'm, the, I'm a big taskmaster. And right. I'm somebody that has posted stickies everywhere. But let me tell you my big secret on how I get things done. I really call it how I get shit done, but I'm trying to keep it rated PG for you. (laughs) All right, you good. (laughs) It's really how you crush goals. So Mm -hmm. um, I have a visual in place. I don't know if this is something that you can make available for your audience, but- We will, absolutely. Okay, great. I create a get it done board and it's just a poster board that you get somewhere from like, Um, Dollar Tree. I go to Dollar Tree for everything. And then Mm -hmm. I make three columns on that board. And the top of the first column is the to-do column. So think about your goal. Let's say your goal might be to, you need to get a job because you just got out, you still on paper, and your parole officer say, hey, you need to get a job. So, but you really don't know where to get started. So, you know, the big goal is getting a job, but there are some little things that you have to do in order to get ready. So under that to-do column on that poster board, I put post-it stickies, post-it stickies, mm-hmm. 
everything that I know that I get to do, but in small little chunks. So the first thing might be to um, create some job accounts like on monster.com, LinkedIn. Maybe I need to create uh, indeed.com. So that could be on a sticky, create some career profile. So that's one sticky under the to-do. Maybe another sticky might be to, hey, I need to build a network. I need to see who's working where. And, and, and if they hiring, because mm-hmm. now, nowadays, uh, folks are getting out of prison and they don't know. You don't look at in the in the want ads anymore. That ain't how you do it no more. Absolutely. It's so, a whole new game. Mm-hmm. Networking is huge part of it. That's how you and I were connected was through networking. Yes. So, That'll be on a post-it sticky network. So you kind of get the idea. You're going to put some individual things that you have to do. Maybe you need to write a resume, but you can't write a resume without having your playbook of wins. So maybe playbook of wins is on a sticky. So you get where I'm going. So that's what's in that first column. That's everything that you have to do laid out in front of you. I stick this on the wall so I can see it. The second column is going to be your WIP column. That's W-I-P, WIP. That's your work in progress. Gotcha. That's what you're doing right now today. So in that column, for me personally, I try to have no more than two stickies. That's it. Because you don't want to overload yourself with too much points. See, I mean, what happens if you if you put 10 things in progress at the same time? What you going to okay. do? It's it's too much. You 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 not together, not organized. You know, and and I, I have a saying for that. You know, I take uh, big projects in small chunks. See, that's yeah. what, exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Write that down. That was a good one. <laughs> big projects in small chunks. So yeah, these these post-it stickies represent small chunks. Right. In your whip, you're going to have a whip limit, which is your work in progress limit. Limit that to two things that you're working on right now. And then the last column is going to be your favorite column. That column is the done column. When you get done with all of those small chunks on those post-it stickies, you put it on the end of that board. So now you're moving things across the board and you want to hang this, this get it done board in a place where you can see it every day. So mine mm-hmm. is in my bedroom because when I wake up, I got to see my goal. I want my goal to hit me in my face so that I can get my stuff done and I don't play. So at the end of the week, it feels so good to rip all those done posts. I know it does. <laughs> In the trash. You ought to, yeah. I just saying all kind of stuff when I <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. And and mm-hmm. you also want to um let me tell you, we're humans first, right? Right. Emotion. You and I were talking about emotions before this call started. Mm-hmm. Be robotic. You have to really treat yourself like you're human. I say that because moving those stickies across the board makes you feel something internally, like you're mm-hmm. getting done. Right. My brothers and sisters is what's going to start restoring your confidence. Because Absolutely. 
you get it done. Go ahead, Quincy. You got a, you got something to say? No, no. You know, there's so there's so much ties into you know my mentality. And uh, again, full transparency to to our listeners, I have seen this uh, board uh, that Trish is talking about her personal board, and she shared it with me. And once I saw it, I was just absolutely blown away because. You know, I think of myself and, I, and, and I'm and i a get shit done type of person. You know, my, my days are structured. You know, I, I want to be productive, you know, to the fullest. So productivity is is a monumental belief and strategy that I, I, I use on day to day basis every day. I don't like to have a day that's not being used in a non-productive type of way. So but. My way of being productive is not always organized, you know. So my stickies are sitting in sticky, uh, sticky notes of stick sitting in stacks. I gotta look through them, you know, for for you know minutes, maybe hours, trying to figure out, you know, where did I leave that, you know, that uh that information that I need to get, you know, get shit done and get things done, and. Uh, when I saw your board, you know, and how organized that you had it and how you move things from, you know, left to right to, you know, from start, middle, done. Yep. And you do that on a weekly basis, Trish, I was blown away. And we will share that uh, with our with our listeners, or excuse me, with our viewers uh, in the link below uh, of this, this video today so that they can see how they can make that board for themselves as well. And uh, but that that I'm telling you guys, that board is powerful, powerful. It would be a game changer yeah. if you implement that in your life. So, so yeah, so Selden, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Uh, I was just going to say, just kind of kind of re- recap, I was going to say, sell the dream, playbook of wins, get shit done, and then four, we are talking about... Before you go on, I want to okay. say one more thing about... Please, okay get shit done. So when Quincy said he was blown away, I want you to know you can make this board very personal. So when he saw my board, he saw, well, like I said, mentioned earlier, I've just recently published a book and right now I'm preparing for the book launch. So I have a board for that. I have a board for everything that I need to do in order to get the book launched. What Quincy touched on earlier is trying to find all of the stuff that you need in these post-it stickies. Well, on my post-it stickies, for example, like um, I ordered some journals. Well, on that post-it sticky, I have the phone number of the company that I need to call in case I need to call them right quick. I have the reference number for the order and I have the date and a a contact name of who I talk to. All of that is in one place on a sticky. So I pull that sticky and I can do everything I need to do and put it back up there. You talk about efficient. One more thing, my board is personal. So at the end in my done column, it has a picture of my book It has a picture of the woman that I just admire the most, Harriet Tubman, because Harriet Mm. went back for her people to get, she went back 19 times, as many times as she could to get the people and to bring them to freedom. That's what I want to do. I've made it in my career. My career is pretty successful. My heart is to help everyone else come forward. And that, I think- (laughs) Yeah, and that really is, you know, it has- everything to do with why we're both, you know, we're so excited to do this podcast and why, you know, this mission for, you know, me personally, um, you know, coming up with this 
this whole theme of the podcast from setbacks to success really deals with my personal story of, you know, having a life, you know, um, growing up, you know, in a, in a good family household, you know, having a, 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 you know, essentially a good community that I came out of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of great experiences, um, having a, you know, starting a family, going to college, um, and, uh, you know, after that, seeing things just fall apart, you know, piece by piece, I went from, you know, having a divorce, a bankruptcy. Um, I, I, I can deal with a, a lot of things that, that, I, that I've done. Uh, and, and I've shared some of, a lot of these things as well. And, uh, and eventually, as you know, and everybody knows, uh, you know, going to prison. So, but, you know, coming out of, you know, all the, the, the shit I've been in and, and moving forward, you know, I had to, you know, kind of figure out how I was going to, you know, get back, you know, get back on track, you know, um, you know, cause you know, have a, I, you know, I was down, but I wasn't out, you know, and I never, you know, was going to count myself completely out either, but, you know, getting to a point where it's now been five years since my release, you know, kind of, made it past that three-year hurdle. Um, we're going to talk about, even in the podcast, more statistics because it's not just the three years that you, we have as uh, people who've been formerly incarcerated. Uh, there's a five-year mark and a 10-year mark in terms of statistics. Really, the goal, you know, you got, you know, three three year in, you know, 10, you win, you know? Mm-hmm. So really, it's that 10-year mark from a statistical point of view that once you hit that 10th year, your, your likelihood of recidivism and going back to prison is, is very, it's like a steep cliff in terms of statistics. It goes down dramatically. Okay. So, so, you know, I, I want to kind of share that and, and, and convey that message, you know, to people is that, you know, you know, get the three, get to the three, you know, make it to the five. That's another hurdle. If you get to that 10, you win, you know, because in, in, in very much in statistically likelihood, uh, mm-hmm. your time back in prison, they, those days will be over with. So, mm-hmm. so again, that goes into, you know, kind of what we are, you know, what we're about, what we do on this, on this show, you know, it's about community and giving back to our community, you know, touch into that as that final point, you know, in terms of what you want to give our listeners today and watchers today. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought you shared your story, um, mm-hmm. Quincy, because it's so important for us, especially in our community, to share and give back with others. I call this section, we rise as we lift, right? We have right. to this up because we can't do this. I can't do this on my own. You can't do mm-hmm. it on we have to help each other. And there are some fundamental things that we can do to start helping each other. One, as I've already mentioned, is networking. And networking is really just talking to people that you don't know, trying to find some, some, some new people that you can connect with that are part of your goals. So let's say if you want to start um, driving a truck, well, you need to get out there and start calling people that that are tri- driving trucks and, and trying to find someone that's doing it. Maybe go to that company and say, are, are there any people here that um, could mentor me or anyone that I could shadow? Don't just ask for a job application. Who can I talk to? And what I do is I look around for people that look like me. I'm just saying, anybody mm-hmm. can help. But 
I try to find somebody that looks like me. I'll tell you a quick story about networking on LinkedIn. So don't okay. LinkedIn, y'all. That's my number one place where I do all my networking and I build my brand on LinkedIn. I know they'll have my links below. I want you all to go out to my LinkedIn page and look at the activity, look at my posts and my articles. That's how you start to build your brand. But there was a time when I wanted to get a, a really big certification and I'm dyslexic. So reading is not my favorite thing to do. I struggle with it. I can mm -hmm. read it's very difficult. And so getting a big certification, taking a time to test was extremely intimidating. So I went out to, to LinkedIn and I found somebody with that same certification that looked like me. And he was out of North Carolina. And I just hit him a quick message on LinkedIn. I said, hey, I see mm -hmm. the certification. I'm trying to get it. Are there any tips that you could give me? He gave me tips. He told me what book to buy, what software to buy, and how he did it. And I took his advice and I passed that exam the first try. That's what networking looks like. Don't try yes. to keep what you're doing a secret. You got to tell people what you're doing because people are saying, hey, my cousin is a published author. Mm -hmm. my, my cousin is a motivational speaker. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. On this book journey, I've been writing this book for five years. I have poured my heart and soul into this book. The first part of the book, and this is not me trying to sell y'all the book. I'm just trying to tell y'all where this came from. Yes. The first part of the book is me trying to teach you all how to become leaders and how to build other leaders. That's important. And then how to sell it. So I've spent all of this time writing the book. Once I finished writing the book, I didn't know what to do next. I just, I just didn't know what to do. The self-publishing aspect, there are some checklists, but how to, how do you engage with the people? There are right. a whole lot of fundamental things that I just didn't know. And I said, I need a mentor. And I was mm -hmm. talking to my buddy one day, Kevin Frazier, who I talk to almost every day. And I was mm -hmm. really kind of venting to him. I was just, you know, we're, we're very good friends. And I was just venting that I was in a place of this unknown place. I didn't know what to do. And how many of y'all out there get in places where you don't know what to do? Mm -hmm. And he said, Trish, I told you about my my cousin Quincy, I said, yeah, I remember Quincy. And when he told me about your accomplishments, I was so blown away. See, your listeners, many of you all out there think that just because you have made a mistake, just because mm. you're on paper, just because you just got out of prison or a failed relationship or divorce or you, you, you've been fired on your job in a terrible way, whatever it is, it does not define who you are. It means you have something to offer you, Quincy, you as a person. When he told me about you and I had my first conversation with you, I knew then you were the person. You were my mm -hmm. You are my mentor. I've learned so much from you. So I want to encourage all of your listeners and you, my brother. I am so grateful for what has what has happened to you and how you've how you've managed to to take where you've been 
and bring us here today so we can help everybody else. Yes. You're an amazing person. And when that first conversation that we had just lit my whole brain up. I mean, y'all, let me tell y'all, this brother right here, he sounds modest, but he was dropping me so much knowledge. Here I am. I, and I, I'm a bit of a know-it-all. I think I know it. I'm going to pop, 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 pop. He said, Trish, I wouldn't do it like that. Mm. I mean, uh, Trish, don't sell yourself short. And man, I listened to what he said. And Quincy... I am doing big things because of your mentorship and what you helped bring to my table because I didn't know. And even what I thought I knew, I didn't know. So talking to you. So I want to say, people out there listening, don't let a setback or two or three setbacks define who you are. You have gifts and talents that yes. nobody else has. You can bake a cake that tastes amazing because of your individual skill set, that power, that magic that you bring. And I would love to help everybody discover that magic and that power so that you can start to feel what all of us see. Quincy, when I look at you, I see a success story. I know where you're going and I'm really happy to be just on the ride with you. You are on your way up to do great things. And I'm so honored and grateful to be here, to be a part of it. And, and I'm going to watch you grow. I'm going to watch you blow up and do these <laughs> Okay. Well, I didn't expect you to go there, but I'm, I'm truly humbled and appreciative of, of the words. And I am excited to enter in this journey together because you know, so much of what you're doing and of what you're going to do is going to impact so many people in so many profound ways. And I'm just uh, truly, um, I just can't wait to, to, to check back in with you, you know, a year from now and you tell me, you know, exactly, you know, how many miraculous things have happened as a result of this new, this next step uh, phase in your journey is going to happen uh, with me. With you and your career, so so with that, you know, I I, I want to one thank you for for you know participating in our show today. I think everyone will truly understand just how amazing of a person that you are, and I know they're gonna want to you know kind of you know tie in like as you say into that amazing sauce uh, that uh, awesome sauce that you got going on over there. Um, so tell our, our listeners, kind of give us a, an idea of what you know platforms if how, if they want to reach out to you to you directly how, how would someone get in contact with you Trish? absolutely i'm so glad you asked that quincy number one i'm on linkedin i live on linkedin i'm okay. also on instagram i have an instagram site and, and uh quincy and his producer is going to provide those links for you um i'm on tiktok i'm learning how to do some tiktok things but i'm also sharing a lot of really good tips that's what i do i just share 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 i'm on facebook and I share tips daily. So I'm always giving advice. I give tips. Sometimes I share stories. I go live on Facebook. Um, I have a website. It's trishbatson.com. And that's also where you can also purchase my book. 
And so my book launch will be uh, June 19th, which is Juneteenth. I did that for my uh, my honorable superhero, Harriet Tubman. Um, so I, and that's also for the people. Y'all won't forget that date. June 19th, the paper book comes out. The name of the book is This Can't Be It. Elevate on a job where you feel left behind. It's already available as an ebook on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So yeah, you can get that on, on an ebook. But I do have some parting words for the listeners because I'm not here to sell books. Although I want y'all to buy the book, but I'm, that's not why I'm here. I'm well, here. I, I'm going to tell them to buy the book. So <laughs> you know, because you know that's what we do here. We read. We you know educate ourselves. This is not you know this life is is not about you know being clueless and and dumb. It's about being you know on time, on point, staying on top of your game. So. Absolutely. You, you know, go so support Trish with the book without a question. Um, it's a phenomenal book. Uh, I have it. Uh, I've been reading it. So I think it's, it's, it's going to add to tremendous value to to uh, anyone who, 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 who purchases it and uh, makes it a part of their collection as well. Um, but, yeah, you said you just had some parting words for us. Yeah, I do have some parting words. So three things. Everyone listening. Um, I want you to give yourself grace. When you get out of a bad situation, you tend to start beating yourself up. Why did I do that? I'm so stupid. I can't believe I died. Uh -uh. We're not going to do that. Give yourself some grace. Okay. Number two, always ask for help. You can't do it alone. It's a community of people out here like Quincy and I that love to help. We want to see you win. There's enough winning. For all of us, we can all win. And speaking of winning, as you complete your playbook of wins and you start crushing these goals, reward yourself, reward each win. Because every step that you take towards success, guess what? It's a step towards success. You can do this. You got this, people. I, I believe in all of you all. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. Check me out on all of my social medias. Absolutely. So thank you again, Trish, once again, for, for joining us. Um, and to our listeners and watchers, I hope that you truly gain value from, and I know you did, you know, gain value from today's episode. Um, just to kind of recap, uh, I'm just going to go over the, these four keys just for, for you again. is sell the dream. You Remember your playbook of wins. Get shit done. And we rise together by lifting uh, others. So uh, with that, Again, um, thank you for listening. Be sure you, if you know someone who has been recently released uh, to, or just anyone that you feel like may uh, gain value for this, mm -hmm. from this type of content or this, this channel, please uh, share it with them. Uh, ask them to subscribe, uh, listen, comment, like, all, et cetera. Even give us your honest opinion on what you, you, know, you think in general about this whole topic and about what we're doing. Um, you know, my thing, my skin is thick. I don't, you know, I, I, I you know, if you, if you got some issues, you know, I, I got it, but make them legit issues, you know, right. uh, if you want to do that. So, uh, and also, you know, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest on the show, please contact us at info at, uh, from setbacks to success.com. Uh, that's info at from setbacks, the number two and success.com. Uh, give us a shout out there. I know that there's a lot of people who, like you said, are listening. 
who are watching, who have issues that they, they're going through that have to do with uh, re-entering the society. And they're looking for answers, looking for positive people uh, to connect with, uh, looking to, you know, um, kind of change things, you know, in a, in a profound sense, way for themselves and, and, and maybe make uh, adjustments to, towards the type of people that they interact with. And, and receive feedback and, and ideas from. So if you feel like you're in that position and you need to, you know, you need to kind of weed out some, you know, some of the bad stuff and, and bring in some of the good stuff, we're here to be there for you in, in, in that regard. So reach out, please reach out and, and we'll definitely hit, hit you back. And, and of course, as always, big shout out to uh, the producer of our show, uh, at Black and Studios. Uh, you can reach Black and Studios at podcasts with an S at blackandstudios.com. And uh, I want to say this, God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you, Trish. And uh, again, don't let your setback stop you, stop you from achieving success. Mm-hmm.